Hey guys, welcome back to the Millionaire Marriage Show. I am Taylor Kovar. I'm here with Jeremy Gilliam. Hey everybody. We are excited about today's episode. Yes. Uh, this is one we get questions about all the time. Uh, we got a ton of feedback when we talked about uh, social media and the, uh, how we merged social media accounts last year. And that opened up a floodgate of questions and thoughts about setting boundaries in marriage, protecting your marriage. That's a really hot topic, right? Especially yes. in the days like um, independent movement. And so I think we just jump in. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when it comes to boundaries, here's what's so funny is clinically speaking, like we've been talking about boundaries since the 60s, like actually using the word the boundaries. Word boundaries. Yeah. And so it uh, started off with a, a, a great family therapist named Salvador Mnuchin. Anyways, he his whole concept of therapy structured was structured, it's actually called structural family therapy, was structured around hierarchies and boundaries about creating healthy boundaries creates symptom-free relationships. But when boundaries are both ways, then it creates symptoms or problems within families, within marriages, things like that. So it's it's awesome it's awesome to see some of like the because cl- it doesn't sound yeah. clinical anymore. Because we all, I mean, you know, uh, Cloud and Townsend wrote. I mean, they have a whole se- the whole series on boundaries. They've made it extremely popular, and so it's it's nice to see some of the like the therapeutic vocabulary in mainstream media. Uh, so it's really nice to see, and I think this topic. Like there are a lot of, I think we're going to be specifically dealing with like boundaries in the marriage, yeah. uh, but there are so many topics to discuss within the topic of boundaries. Yeah, so we're going to hitting a we're going to hit a bunch of those. There, there's more episodes that are in yeah. the works that we'll be talking about some of the other ways. But what we see most often nowadays is, is how do I protect my marriage? Yep. Right from from that standpoint yep. of, hey, I'm a newlywed. Right, my parents got divorced when I was 25, or you know, I came from a single mom household. Like, I want to protect my marriage. Right, we're getting married. I want that fairy tale ending. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing that more with with younger couples who are saying, hey, look, like we don't want divorce to be an option in our home. Right, like I don't yeah. want to be that statistic. And so, what can I do? To not do that, right? How, how do we make our marriage work? How do we make our marriage thrive? Listening to this show, right? That's why we even created this show, right? right. Because of that, like, you know, people want thriving, happy marriages. Um, and that comes from setting good, healthy, I think, boundaries. I think that's the key. Healthy. 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 Because yeah. you can go both ways. Oh, yeah. Like, you can, and we'll talk more about this in the episode, I'm sure, but you can go, you can have boundaries that are, that are extremely rigid, right? Where there is, there is no, possibility for any other thought except my thought or what I think should happen in our marriage and then at the other end where your boundaries are, are so loose that everything and anything goes yeah we're not we're not trying to put you in a prison but we're right. also not going to Woodstock right right so yeah right and so I think I think when it comes to just how to like how do you even establish boundaries in the first place like so that's the thing is is especially when you have when you have a husband and wife you have people that are coming from two different worlds and they are trying to merge into one family unit. So how do you establish boundaries that are healthy for your family? And so here's the, here's the, and, I, and we have some great things we're going to talk oh, yeah. about the, the challenge, the challenge I do see with, with comparing yourself to another couple, even though we're going to give you great like tips and tricks and resources yeah. today is there are certain variations that may work for you that may not work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously I'm not talking about things that are like immoral, things like that. That's not what I'm talking about, but, but then there also may be like some cultural variations where, you know, that's just, it's like, 
our culture here in East Texas is vastly different from, you know, culture up north. And so taking some of that to consideration as well. But I think the first thing to do, if you really want to establish boundaries and have that healthy relationship with your spouse, is you have to have the conversation about it. Yes, you have to have clear communication. I mean, I think most everything we talk about goes back to clear and open, honest communication. So um, one of my first mentors in my life, he said, Jeremy, and this is so so simple, right? And he, he, he pastored a church in East Texas, and he said, Jeremy, in order for there to be no misunderstanding, there has to be good understanding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so good. just creating this, this culture, even in your marriage, that we are going to have good understandings so we don't have misunderstandings. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll give you for instance. Now, this isn't what the episode's about, but I'll give you for instance of how this works when it comes to boundary setting. This may shock some of our listeners, but it's a hundred percent real. Where where a husband and wife will get married, and I know we had already had an episode on porn, but it's like they don't discuss if porn is acceptable or not. Mm-hmm. That 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 for some people they're gonna go like that's goofy. Like this doesn't even need to be talked about. Yeah, of course it's not acceptable, right? And but, then somebody else is saying, "Well, yeah, it's acceptable." Yeah, well, why yeah. isn't this acceptable? Like yeah. I'm not physically touching anybody, yeah. and so it's having these having these conversations, whether it's whether it's with our intimacy life, what like what's acceptable in our bedroom, what's not, yep. uh, what's acceptable on social media, what's not, what's acceptable in our relationship, and what's not, is actually having the con. The, it's a crucial conversation to have where you and your spouse are sitting. Literally, if you have to grab a piece of paper and pen and go, here are some really tough topics in our relationship. We need to discuss what is appropriate for our marriage, yeah. for our relationship, so that me, so that we know where the line is. Yeah. And so, each person has to know what those are. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be different for each spouse and then you as together. Like, there's some things in my marriage, like, you know, uh, the saying, like, is that a hill you're ready to die on? Yeah. Right? Kind right. of thing. Like, so, like, you got to know, right, here's here's some of the things I'm really, really firm that I believe and why I believe and why I want that to be a boundary. And then there's other things, like, yeah, I'm you know, flexible with, but you and your spouse have to have that communication. Like, yes. you got to have the chat. And I, so I think, I think just starting off with how do you protect your marriage is have having tough conversations. But the challenge with tough conversations is you expose who you are to your spouse, which is a good thing to do. But be be courageous enough to say, hey, this is challenging for me. And I really want to know what your thoughts are, because if it's challenging for you, it should be challenging for your spouse. If it's important to you, it should be important to yeah. your spouse. So establishing boundaries. Well, you, give me some of the things you and Meg do that are some boundaries oh, that man. you guys have created <laughs> yeah. that work for your relationship. So Meg and I, right, and we've we've talked about our history or some of our past, right? Um, we've been together for twenty plus years, dated for seven, been married for fourteen ish, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Um, Hopefully, not listening to this, Meg. How long have we been married? But you know, a lot of the things we've learned were were because of mistakes we made. Because you know, there's been uh, so many people who have made mistakes or whatever else in in marriage or in relationships don't want to talk about it, right? And so we don't learn. You don't learn from it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, one of the reasons we created this podcast and being really open and honest and raw is like, hey, we've, we've learned from other people that learn from other people's mistakes you don't experience in your own marriage. And so for us, right, so I, I run several businesses, our office and the industries we're in are primarily female driven. Sure. And so like in our office, like as of right now, I'm the only male in our office. So that, that fluctuates, right? We've had other guys yeah. um, in the office, but for now it's like, it's me and I come to an office with 15 women in it every day, yeah. right? That's, 
it could be a breeding ground for a lot of issues in mine and Megan's marriage, right? So sure. we really had to sit down whenever I started to hire people and have the conversation of what, how do I make sure Meg's comfortable in this, right? Um, how, you know, I want to make sure that she never has to have a concern of when I go to the office, what's happening, right? If it's just me and somebody else. And so, so for example, like the very basic one we put in was, my first employee I had was a, was a female, right? And it was like, hey, well, like as a company, you go to lunch or you meet with a client, right? So you go to lunch together and, you know, you're there with them or whatever else. Hey, like we're never going to be alone in the car with a member of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? So like that was a, a very clear and easy one that said, hey, listen, I don't ever want you to have to worry about what may or may not be happening in a car, right? So we will always take separate vehicles, right? If that means I have to pay mileage to somebody, right? Like, so be it. But we're we're going to do our very best to never be alone in the vehicle with somebody else of the opposite sex. And that's a, for us, some people may think that's crazy, but for us, it was, it was a really simple one to say, Hey, I don't want, I don't want Megan to have to worry. And I don't want the general public or appearance, right? I don't know who sure. we're going to pass on the road, right? right? Maybe somebody that, that that's in my newlywed class or that I used to be a youth pastor of. And they're like, well, who's that blonde person? Like, that's not <laughs> Megan, right? Like, right. did you see Taylor driving around the other day with right. so-and-so? And so we're really conscious of not only protecting our marriage internally, but also externally, right? We don't, yeah. we don't want rumors or ideas or anything else going around that, hey, like there's a, it's a free-for-all over there, yeah. right? Um, I think this also, I think this also speaks to the whole idea that, oh, well, it couldn't, like, it could never happen to me. Oh, I hate hearing that. Like, but. oh, well, well, no, like, like, we don't even need to set those type of boundaries, whatever it may be. Yeah, we're happy and we're good. This will never happen to me. Yeah. But it's like, if you keep that mentality, like, it's going to happen to you because you're going to get caught off guard and you're going to, you, you, the challenge with some people is that we're not self-aware enough to know even where our own blind spots are. Yeah. And so like we get it, we, we put ourselves into situations and we're not self-aware enough to know where our blind spots are. So then we put ourselves in precarious situations that end up leading to, to places that cross boundaries that we thought we had set that were pretty secure, but they end up not being secure. And I do, I do love how I love your guys' approach to this, right? Because, because of the industry you're in. So the, obviously the challenge with the industry I'm in is I'm alone with people all the time. And so making sure that I'm like, I set healthy working boundaries, clinical boundaries for myself. Um, So I totally completely get that, but it was with the, I, I love the reason it was with the idea that I want my wife to never even have to wonder like there's no question about there's no question what could could or couldn't be happening and I, honestly i think this i think this speaks to a strength that it, in your eyes marriage it's like before there ever could even be a problem we're fixing to resolve this so that my spouse never even has to wonder yeah because the challenge with the challenge with with some relationships is we we create like we're borrowing trouble that doesn't even need to be there it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be and so it's like by by having this conversation ahead of time like hey here's the industry this is some potential situations and scenarios so what can i do to make sure that because i respect my spouse yeah what can i do to make sure that you're comfortable with what i'm doing yeah so i love that yeah and for us it was really you know, and we have several of these, but it's really, I want to make her feel at peace from the very beginning, right? I, I wanted to get in front of the problem in case there ever was a problem, right? right. And I've heard people say, oh, well, that's why, you know, I only hire people I don't find physically appealing, right? And it's like, I mean, they call it the mermaid syndrome for a reason, right? Like for the pirates <laughs> back in the day, right? Like, like it doesn't matter what that person may look like when you when you have that familiarity, right? And things, it, it I love <laughs> you really that. like that's that. Hilarious. I was, that wasn't in our notes. I just yeah, I'm going to steal Thank that. You. Yeah. But it does, right? Like you don't know what 
can happen and it it can. And so like I worked with a couple last year who came in, right? And they were having talking about their finances, but it, what it came down to was came out of the, the the woman had had a very, very physical affair for several months that the They've been married to however many years, right? Like yeah. it was never going to happen. It was never an issue until it did, right? right? Until somebody did cross the line, until somebody right. did leave the door open, until somebody did present the opportunity. And so, like from a practical standpoint, we we have con- you know conversation about what those boundaries were, and then what the consequences were to those actions, right? Yeah. Of, of breaking those boundaries, and how can we yeah. really make what's sure going to happen if this does happen? If it does happen, yeah. and so like for us, some of the basic ones we have here in our office, right, and things we've implemented. One, we're never alone in the car, opposite yeah. sex, right? Whenever we're working with somebody, we're usually arm's length or more, right, from somebody of the opposite sex, right? I understand, like, you're working on certain projects and stuff, but we, we basically have a rule that we don't touch the opposite sex. Yeah. Right? Um, I use this stat. We do, um, I read a lot of business books, yeah. and one I was reading the other day, he said, hey, listen, if you if you own a clothing store or a shop, you should be touching every customer, Right. If you touch your customer on the arm or the back, your chance of a sale increases by 80% or something. And we see this in most articles that talk about flirting, right? Like show yeah. you're interested by touching the right. arm, right? By, by touching them. Yeah. Because it, it does, it, it, it creates something. a human connection. It creates a human connection. Yeah. And so we try to avoid that, right? Yeah. If at all possible, because I mean, there's very few reasons you should be having to touch somebody else, right? right? But we don't want to breed that familiarity. And then here we have, so I have, I have cameras in my office, right? Where, even like where in my office where I have to have a, a behind the closed door meeting because I mean it's business right sometimes those have to occur there's a camera there we're making always know she's not on there watching it every day right like right. she's not pulling on her phone and keeping it and and she's not an eagle eye hawk on it right. but it's a safety thing it's a safety thing for me it's a safety thing for somebody that comes to my office right like sure. I don't want one of my female employees to ever feel like oh like yeah, well, we're going behind the closed door like what yeah. if Taylor says or does something like right I want to eliminate those concerns. Yep across the board for a happy, healthy marriage. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I think that obviously setting those boundaries, I think are incredibly healthy because it's working for you guys. Yeah. And I think obviously just continuing that, continuing the train of thought of just openness and transparency. So I know when it comes to like me and me and my wife, and this is something we've talked about before and, and put a little plug in for the, the infidelity assessment that we have, and then we have a bunch of resources for it. Well, on those resources, it's one of the resources is talks about open and honest communication, just being open and transparent yeah. with your spouse about what's going on in your life. And so, and we, we obviously had a whole one on social media where we share accounts, no share accounts and a lot of feedback and people go crazy both ways, but it's like my wife and you, something you've talked about. I love like she can pick my phone up at any time. Anytime. It doesn't even bother me. Like what what here, what do you what do you you want to see anything? Yeah. There's nothing I have that she can't access. It doesn't mean that she's asking for your phone when you walk in the door every she day. Never she's going through, yeah, she never does. Yeah. She can if she wants to. Once has done that. Right. But we both know that opportunity I said opportunity that it's yeah. there and I'm not trying to hide anything. Yeah. And so okay, so and I'm just thinking about like for me clinically, right? Because again, I meet with people alone all the time. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, yeah. it's literally the nature of the of the business I'm in. And so, uh, one thing that I've done is, and so it, it's great. There's a company I use that that will allow my clinical calendar be connected with my Apple Calendar, but it doesn't show the client's name. 
Good. But it shows that I'm in session yeah. these times. And so Eric can, Eric at least knows, okay, well, he's, he's not going to answer his phone if I call him during this hour, but I know that there's a 15 minute break in between that he will answer. And so it's things like that, that we put as obviously the, the challenge with, with the clinical work is that it would be, a, it would be illegal and unethical for me to disclose who I'm seeing, yep. but having some of that that safety net that for safety net there for my wife so she knows where I am and what I'm doing. And this is just again it's just so that there's no there's no potential questions of well why weren't you answering your phone for three hours? Yeah. Well you you knew I was in session. Does that make sense? It does. And it, it, you know I, I want to make it clear because and we see this time and time again where it says well I have the right to some going to every day right I keep yeah. you under my thumb. And we talked about one of our episodes where you know, I was counseling somebody who, and I say counseling, I use that loosely because I'm yeah. a financial advisor, right? But like, we do a lot of this. <laughs> you're part of our team, right? Yeah, right? We need somebody who, you know, clinically has this information, this knowledge. Yeah. But, you know, made this comment, like, my wife knows if, if I got a medium or a large drink, right, with my combo meal, right? Yeah. And it's like... See, that's where it, go, it becomes too much. It becomes too much, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that goes back to having that clear, open communication and transparency in your marriage where, like, I'm confident in whatever Meg is doing. And I do know, Hey, like if I, if for some reason I have a concern, I can voice that or I can go verify. Right. Yeah. So like we have find my friends on our phones, right. Yeah. We've connected life. 360 is a great app that a lot of family members are using that um, have that history there that really it's, it's there as a, as a safety precaution. And it's not that I don't trust my spouse. Right. right. And I, I, I don't want that to, and that we get that a lot. Well, yes. I trust my husband. I trust my wife. Well, Cool, like I trust mine too, but I still want to have a happy, thriving. Like marriage. I know I'm human. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I know that I, I have the because I am human that I have the potential to do things that I wouldn't normally do. And it can happen to anybody. It literally can happen to anybody. Like, well, you know, we, I, a lot of times I hear that you know it'll never happen to us. You know, it's like, well, you know, like I think like when when Jesus picked the twelve disciples, right? Like, I mean, obviously he knows everything, right? But like, yeah. uh, there was a bad apple in the bunch right. right like oh yeah no one of those 12 who literally saw all these miracles that all the books in the world can't can't contain right yeah he's gonna be the one that that uh right. turns him in like not that would never happen had you just looked at it right but opportunities arose and things change and it did things happen yep. and so I, I think creating those safeguards is extremely important and i i, yeah. I, I do think it i i, I do want to tag in with this and this is something we were talking about right before we hit record is the idea that like your boundary creation can be too rigid. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can be too strong or it can be too loose, but both ends create problems in families and relationships. Right. So the whole, like I know if my spouse got a large drink or like that seems excessive. So here's what happens, right? Is when couples do, don't talk about and agree upon this. So here's uh, yeah, that's good. Yes. Is, and agree good upon point. the good boundaries. Point. Yes. So one spouse is saying, well, this is what I'm expecting. And it seems really, really rigid to the other spouse. What can end up happening is emotional cutoff, right? Where it's, I'm, I'm having to live by these set of, I use this carefully uh, yeah. rules good. and I didn't agree to this. You know, I, I just, I don't even care anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to allow my own man. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell right. me. Yeah. I'm not going to even allow my spouse to influence because she's wanting me. She wants to try to control me yeah. because we didn't agree upon. It. And so you have on this one end where the, the, the creation of the boundaries you guys did make is so rigid that it creates emotional cutoffs. It creates relationships that have no emotional connection. 
But the challenges is there's, again, what we talked about. So on the other side is when boundaries are so loose that anything goes. And here's what that creates. It creates it creates relationships that are overly connected. We Clinically speaking, we call it enmeshment, right? It's, it's this where they literally are meshed together and there's no ability to separate the two. And so you look at both sides, it's like I can have that aren't agreed upon. I can have boundaries that are so tight that I, I lose this emotional connection, or I can have boundaries that are so loose that I don't even have, I don't even have autonomy anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And, and we see this like, you know, we, we see it where when I was a youth pastor, right, we would see sometimes where families that were so strict on their kids, right, like as teenagers, like yeah. like at some point you have to let them kind of spread their wings and make bad choices, right? Because yeah. that's how you learn, right, that they kept them so much under their thumb that the moment they turned 18 or the moment they went to college, yep. all the things that they could never do or experience or whatever, they get that little sense of freedom and then it's just it's everything, right? Give me an inch, give me a mile. Like, and so there has to be some of that flexibility in yeah. it. On the same end, I had a cousin growing up whose parents had no rules, right? So the kid like stayed up till 4 a.m. every day watching horror movies and like they didn't care. Like he just did whatever he wanted to do and he would come spend the, the summers with us and he loved it, like begged to come live with us. And my parents were pretty strict, but it was because he knew I had these boundaries. Like somebody loves me enough to create these boundaries to for say me. what's not okay to say what's not okay right and, and i think that's where some people get confused and, and some of the couple's doctors are like well no like you know she loves me because i can just do whatever i want to do like that that doesn't breed love like i want my wife i would want my wife to be jealous or to have some kind of emotion if she caught me with another woman right in some kind of you know some kind of situation she didn't agree with because that means she cares yeah right and so having those those communication and comp conversations that are clear and transparent and that you can agree on, Hey, here's some things that we're going to do to protect our marriage. Yeah. Um, and every industry is different, right? Every yeah, job is sure. different, but that's where you have to have those, those talks. So like, this is what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Yeah. And we've had employees that's worked for me who've come in and said, Oh man, I've, you know, I've heard later on like, Oh man, the owner's wife is just psycho. Like they're super jealous of everything. It's like, like no, like yeah, Meg's never came in here and said anything like, like she, like again, she doesn't look at our cameras every day, all day. Like she's not consumed with this stuff. But it is good, healthy, safe practices. Yeah, that work for us. That's exactly right. It, it works for us and our marriage and our relationship. And it's because we've seen things in the past, right? So like we've seen couples who, you know, they'll go away for two or three days, and it's cheaper to share a hotel room. So they're all going to pop in hotel rooms. Like, yeah, I mean, there is a bathroom to change in, and and yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're you're right. Nothing probably happened, right? But there's probably a lot more familiarity there than there should be. Should be, yeah. And and you know it's it's there's safety in in boundaries. There's safety there. Hundred percent, right? So like there's I've been in national parks and there's guardrails at the edge of the cliff, right? Or there's guardrails <laughs> twenty feet before the edge. For of the cliff, a reason, right? Like yes, yes, it it messes up the view. Right. Yes, it does. But like, it's also keeping me very, very safe. Yep. Like, we just got off a cruise ship a few weeks ago, had a balcony, and I was very glad that that balcony had a a big wall there. Right. Yes. Because I was petrified. If not, I was kind of petrified. Well, they've been there, right? But um, <laughs> right. having that and knowing, hey, this is this is kind of where we draw that line. Yeah. I think it's really important in a marriage. It, it helps your spouse know that you care. It helps to take away the, that anxiety or fear or concern and it allows you to be free in the constraints of a good, happy, healthy, thriving marriage. Yeah. And I think, so I think you can draw the, the lines, draw the boundaries 
to a place, and I want to be careful how I say this, right? Because yeah. it's not it's not an excuse to say it's okay to cross boundaries. So I don't want to be misunderstood. But I think you can draw boundaries in a place that if you step over those boundaries, you're not falling off the cliff. Yes. That's why they put the boundaries so far back that yep. if you decide, okay, whether by ch- by choice or you put yourself in a precarious situation, you step over that line, you're not stepping over the line in something that's that's not repairable. Does that make you see what I'm saying? I, mean, I love that. that's a real. I'm really glad you brought that up. And so it's like you you can set these boundaries to a place where it's appropriate. It's not too too rigid. It's not too loose. But it's also to a point that that if if for some reason again, I'm, and I'm not saying that yeah. that you should, but if for some reason you do step over that boundary, you're not stepping into something that can't be fixed. Yeah. You're not falling off the cliff of your marriage. So you set these boundaries in a place that's appropriate, so that they're that if something were to happen, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. No, I agree. I love that. I, I'm, that's a that's such a really good thing because a lot of times we'll say like, oh, well, yeah. I, we talked about this in the new way class the other day, right? So I did a little poll on our Wednesday night. I said, all right, so let, let's let's talk about when when do you consider cheating, right? Yeah. So is it, Great is it just a you know conversation between you and someone else that's private or you're whispering to each other, right? Would, would that make you upset? Is that considered quote-unquote cheating, right? Because yeah. It's you know it's different for everybody. Is that a you're you're holding hands with somebody else's? Is that an extended hug? Is that a kiss? Is that making it you know what? How far is that? Yeah. Um, and it really helped to draw that to say for each spouse like okay, well no like I would be super upset if you held hands with somebody else. Well like I don't think holding hands is that that big of a deal. Like yeah, but if I saw you kissing somebody like I well, like it helps to go back and create yep. some of those. And and for us like there's one that I see one that I wrote down I wanted to use was they do not raise their voices in an argument, right? So when they have an argument, they make sure not to ever raise their voice. And they yeah. know, right, because they've had this conversation of, hey, if one of us raises our voice, the argument's over immediately yeah. for 30 minutes. Not appropriate, yeah. But that's it. Like, like that. The, the, the consequence is as soon as you raise your voice, the argument's over for 30 minutes because, like, you, you've lost you've lost everything at that point right yeah. like we're, we're past that boundary let's let's figure out a way to get it back yep. taking that responsibility of yep. hey we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this in our marriage yep. so. absolutely i think those are i think those are some great patterns of boundary creation open clear communication open clear communication setting consequences and then taking responsibility face the music for your deficiencies and keeping these keeping boundaries established, and sometimes they become fluid, mm-hmm. right? So, because as life changes, definitely people change, things change, and so keeping these communications about what's appropriate for your marriage and what's not appropriate will help. Yeah, I mean, realizing what you do or don't do yeah. is going to affect your partner and your yeah. marriage. So, guys, we're praying for you. Hope that you have a really great boundaries in your marriage. You're protecting your marriage. Whatever that looks like for y'all, have those conversations. If you need some ideas, you need some advice, reach out to us, the Millionaire Marriage Podcast, on all the social medias. Follow us on YouTube, and we will see you next time for another great topic. Bye, everybody. See you.